The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. I am Steven Serta. It is Wednesday, January 24th, and we're still in the middle of a Chiefs playoff run as they head to Baltimore on Sunday afternoon to take on the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC Championship game once again. So let me welcome in the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Sweeney, uh, divisional round, Chiefs-Bills. All-time most viewed divisional round playoff game of all time. I think it's official. We can retire it at this point. The Dallas Cowboys are no longer America's team. Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift. This is America's new team, and it is official by those ratings from the divisional round. Yeah, uh, it's clearly that Patrick Mahomes is one of the biggest draws that the league has. Now with the Cowboys already eliminated, we know the Jordan Love and the Packers took care of that. Uh, people are looking for outstanding quarterback play, so they'll follow Mahomes, and it only helps when you have a fellow top five, top ten quarterback like Josh Allen in the game. And so they go and smash the record, and we know that the Chiefs are a draw, but this is new heights uh, in a lot of ways, and, and kudos to uh, both of these teams for putting together a, a good matchup, and we, we criticize the league a lot but they picked the right game for that late slot it's i think obviously some of this is the taylor swift influence and so i i am getting a little bit annoyed about the uh taylor swift like conspiracy theories and the nfl and all of this stuff like that stuff's super annoying because it, it discredits everything the chiefs have accomplished in the last six seasons with patrick mahomes like they haven't been the best team across the entire nfl but It is insane that this thing could go to a new level and it's exposed an entirely new crowd of fans to the Kansas City Chiefs and their excellence. So I'm in favor of all of this stuff. It's been it's really been and we've spent more time covering this team than almost anybody over the last few years, Pete. And it's really this season. It's just another exclamation point and what's been an insane run by the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. Very marketable team. Um, you know, I, I have a cousin on the East Coast, you know, little kid growing up, and he wears Chiefs gear. I mean, there's no reason for him to like the Chiefs. The Giants and Jets are, are right there. Um, and I can imagine, he, you know, that, that story is not isolated. I, I think there's a lot of um, – I think there's a lot of probably kids who really enjoyed the play of Patrick Mahomes. You know, I, they see him winning. I remember 
uh, dating myself a bit here, but growing up when Jordan was really good and then my dad would get annoyed that I was upset with Jordan and the Bulls for a period of time because uh, they were so good. And he wanted you know me to wear a different hat and that type of thing. And I, I think you're seeing a lot of those younger fans that'll grow up and they'll say they root for the Chiefs, even though they have no reason to like growing up in like a New Mexico or an Arizona or something like that, just because of uh, the success. People like to follow success and that's a lot more attractive to the, the younger fan. Uh, and then uh, generally, uh, you can't miss uh, the Chiefs and, and Mahomes. And I think it's becoming more and more of a story. Also, the other way of there's a lot of NFL fans that just want to see the Chiefs beat uh, at this point. And uh, so far, they've remained inevitable, even despite you know what we've kind of been dissecting all year as, as a down year by their standards. I just think it's funny, too, that there's all, all of these new Kansas City Chiefs fans uh, across the country and... In what is really considered like a down year for Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs offense, like there there was some rough weeks mixed in there where I was sitting here asking, like, do Swifties think this is how things always are with this offense, or like are they aware of how of how incredible they've been, and this is just a down year for them on that side of the ball? Well, and even I believe it was Clark Hunt who admitted this. It looked like it was on CNN or MSNBC or something like that. Uh, the Chiefs have gained a lot of fans this year for that reason, not even really anything to do with on-field play. I mean, the way that they got their new fans this year can't really be replicated uh, in a lot of ways. And so uh, just brought a lot of attention to uh, the team in, in Kansas City. I think, like if you had asked me this time last year when they were winning a championship, I didn't think the popularity could get any bigger. Um, but no one anticipated Travis Kelsey suddenly um, – dating uh, the biggest pop star in the world. So it's, kind of, it's kind of reached an entire new level. And here we are in the final four. It only stands to get bigger if they're able to get a win on Sunday. Yeah. And it, it's Wednesday. So it, it's time to officially turn the page to the Baltimore Ravens. The divisional round is behind us. The chiefs survived in advance and now they have an even tougher matchup against, in my opinion, the best overall roster in the NFL right now. That Baltimore Ravens defense is absolutely stacked. I think I, I firmly believe, Pete, and you can tell me how you feel about this, but uh, I mentioned it on, on Chiefs Coast to Coast last night, which is available for you on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network now. I encourage you to go check that out. But I truly believe the Ravens and the Chiefs are the two best defenses in all of the NFL. And now, there's some other teams in the mix throughout the year in that regard, but I truly believe that is the matchup that, you know, everybody's going to be talking about Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, deservedly so. They're both uh, multiple time MVP winners as Mar Lamar's getting ready to win his second one this season. And they're two of the absolute best individual players in all of the NFL. But these defenses are are really the special thing that I'm going to be keying into on Sunday. And I think we are going to get a matchup between the two best defenses in all of the NFL and Sunday's a AFC championship game. Yeah, I'll take it a step further. I just feel like now that the 49ers have all these questions regarding Debo Samuel, you wonder, you know, when you get to this point, you could talk about this type of stuff. Like are the two best teams on the AFC side in, in these four, when you consider Debo out of the mix, I mean, what makes San Francisco great is their countless weapons. Now you take them out of the mix. They're suddenly kind of like a, you know, an ordinary team. And, and I think you're opening up that game for the lions to potentially win uh, with that. And so the lions, let's say the lions were to win that game, both of these teams that are playing 
on Sunday in Baltimore are better than the Lions. I think we'd all agree with that, right? So, uh, yeah, this is a huge game um, for a lot of reasons. And uh, and I, I am, am excited to, to watch this one. Um, it seemed like the Chiefs offense finally found itself, finally found like a, a glimpse of what we've been used to the past few years with last game. Uh, and they're going to be need to be that clean, that efficient, um, that aggressive, willing to attack uh, to uh, beat Baltimore. And, and look, we know that Lamar is going to get the Chiefs, maybe get him a few times. So uh, this could be another blow for blow game like we saw last week. Yeah, uh, I'm very excited for the AFC championship game on Sunday. And I totally agree with you. I think if the 49ers don't have Debo Samuel available in that NFC championship game, I think there's a case to be made that the Lions offensive weapons uh, can, can match the 49ers offensive weapons if Debo Samuel's not available because we know how important he is. But I, I do think that there's a case to be made. These are the two best teams in the NFL. And the big thing to monitor this week for the Kansas City Chiefs is their injury report because we know they've got some key injuries that uh, could really have an impact on Sunday's game if they're not available. And that starts with guard Joe Tooney, who Dealing with a pec strain, it was initially feared that maybe it could be like a season-ending kind of injury, but it seems like he's going to have an opportunity to go, so he's somebody you really want to monitor this week. We know Nick Allegretti can step in if Tooney's not available, but Tooney was so excellent against the Buffalo Bills. You'd really like to have him available this week. And then Mike Edwards is in the concussion protocol. Uh, we'll see what his status is moving forward, but we know rookie Chamari Connor stepped in and had an excellent performance in the divisional round. And then Willie Gay, uh, that neck injury that popped up late last week and, and wound up forcing him out of the game early on. That's something to really monitor because he's the Chiefs matchup uh, guy at the linebacker position when we talk about these rushing quarterbacks and you know J Lamar Jackson's not quite the same as Josh Allen but still just as effective as a rusher as you saw uh, against the Houston Texans in the divisional round Willie Gay is a really important piece to the Chiefs defense we know they've got some depth there but all three of these guys could have an impact on Sunday if they're all uh, able to suit up so we'll get the first injury report uh on Wednesday here in the afternoon I'm I am tending to think Joe Tooney is going to be a no practice this week. I mean, at most limited. I don't think he plays on Sunday. I think they're probably eyeing a three-week return for Joe so that he could potentially be ready for a Super Bowl uh, if they're able to uh, get this win in, in Baltimore. And so that's kind of my expectation. Allegretti's fine. I mean, he has a lot of starts to his belt in the NFL. He's, he's always been ready to go in the interior in a pinch. He's played in playoff games before. You can win um, one game with Nick Allegretti, and, and if Joe can get himself back, you, you'd see him take his spot again uh, in what would be a Super Bowl. We'll see about Mike Edwards. You never know with concussions. And then Willie Gate, to me, is the, the big one to watch uh, in this one. Um, you know, I, I think what he does from a ladder or, you know, sideline to sideline, lateral speed, um, chasing down. You know, opposing weapons like a Lamar Jackson is just too uh, important and too um, too too much of something he does well that I, I don't think can really be replicated by anyone else. Like I, I, I feel much better about Allegretti's spot start than I would a uh, backup linebacker playing the spiral that he he seems to have uh, on lock. You know, it might take two players instead of one if you don't have Gay. So Gay is the number one injury for this particular week. Maybe I would feel differently. Um, if you were to get to the Super Bowl against more of those state-free type of quarterbacks. It is worth mentioning, too, that kind of lost in the shuffle of last week's divisional round game uh, was the play of linebacker Leo Chanel. Uh, 
he really stepped in and had a really nice divisional round performance um, uh, against the Buffalo Bills. And you know, the Bills were in the mix throughout, but it was just a handful of plays that helped the Chiefs get over the hump in that game. And, and Leo had a nice performance. He's really been kind of an underrated part of that Chiefs linebacker rotation this season, but he's really taken a step forward in year number two. And he looks like he could be a significant contributor for the Chiefs defense moving forward as they head into the offseason with some questions in that linebacker room. Yeah, he does a lot of different things well. Um, and I'm, I'm talking about how much they need Willie Gay. And if I had to guess, I, I, would, I would think that the Chiefs choose to pay, to pay Bolton and maybe allow Gay to hit free agency. I know there had been some smoke there uh, with his Twitter account and, and whether or not he sees this as, as the end. And, um, you know, we'll end up seeing uh, what what happens here. Um, so for me, uh, I would say enjoy Gay um, while you have him. But I, I think Drew Tranquil is going to be willing to take a team-friendly deal. I think the t- team wants to uh, – wants to keep Nick Bolton and Leo Chanel becomes more important there. And he does a lot of uh, different roles. I mean, that, that's something we've seen Steve Spagnuolo. He likes to use him in a lot of different ways. Sometimes as a blitzer, sometimes he drops back in coverage. Sometimes he's monitoring that area with, with a, a zone look. And so uh, that's probably your linebackers of the future. The chiefs uh, really, I think with the tranquil set, um, signing um, got almost an unfair advantage in the linebacker room in terms of depth this year, but it's unrealistic to think, that that can be maintained with how great the whole room, including Chanel's played this year. Yeah. We know how excellent Drew Tranquil has been uh, filling in for Nick Bolton for a lot of the season and stepping in in several key moments this year for that defense. Like we've talked about it all year. Their depth is, I think what makes them so special. And I think that's what makes both these defenses. We're going to see on Sunday, the two best units in the NFL on that side of the ball, because They both have depth across the board and they both have depth at all three levels of the defense. And that's what makes them so good is that that there's not much drop off compared when you when you lose a starter, there's not a ton of drop off in their replacement. And that's also a Brett Veach thing um, that that's a roster building thing that both these teams have been really good at. So. I'm really excited uh, to see how how both these teams play. The Chiefs are currently uh, a three and a half point underdog on the road in Baltimore on Sunday, according to the DraftKings Sportsbook. And you know it, it's it's familiar territory now. You got to head on the road in the playoffs, and that means that you're going to be an underdog against some of these other excellent teams. But I, I think we're going to be in for another special game in Sunday's AFC Championship game. Yeah, and this is something that I always say, and. Uh... And I really believe it. And I, I, I find um, normally the Chiefs are on the other side of this thing. They usually are the favorite going into this. But when you get to the final four, anything can happen. So, like, I know even despite the Niners, for example, not having people, a lot of people are just, you know, they, they have seen the 49ers just dominate teams. But, man, NFC Championship, AFC Championship, Championship Weekend is crazy a lot of times. Um, once you get to this point, to me, there's no underdogs or favorites because the teams are good enough where, you know, similar to last week, one team would have won half the time, the other team would have won the, the other half. And so um, it's really going to be a, a game of not having those self-reflected wounds we've seen at times from the Chiefs this year. And I, I think if they play um, play good enough ball in that, in that fashion, um, what's, what's, again, somehow lost here is they still, believe it or not, have the quarterback advantage. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I still think Patrick Mahomes is better than Lamar Jackson as great as he's played this year. Uh, one season's not going to change that. And so uh, you play clean football, you sh- should be in a, in, a, in a place to win. And I also thought, um, surprisingly enough, the Chiefs gained energy from being on the road. It seemed like they 
uh, really, really enjoyed doing that uh, this past weekend. And I don't, maybe going into it, I thought it might be an advantage for Buffalo, but I really don't even see it just based upon how much they wanted to um, send the fans home unhappy uh, in this case. Yeah, I think this is the first Chiefs playoff matchup this year where you could make the case that um, the the coaching advantage the Chiefs normally have going into these games is pretty equal on both sides. It's another thing to monitor in this game, and it's another reason why I think this could be such a special matchup. Um, I've talked this week on Arrowhead Pride about how Mahomes-Lamar was supposed to be the rivalry that we all expected, and that was supposed to be the thing that the NFL was building up to. Now, obviously, the Ravens have some down years. Lamar gets hurt, have tons of injuries uh, across the board for a couple of seasons that that really kind of hold them back, and they're finally back there. And now we're going to see what these guys can do in a head-to-head AFC championship game. So I'm really excited. Todd Monken, Mike McDonald, very good uh, coordinators and and play callers for the Baltimore Ravens. So I think we're in for a really special game on Sunday. Um, Yeah, I think I think we're with the coaching point. I think where McDermott might be passive uh, in a spot like you kind of saw toward the end of the game. I mean, if you really watch these Ravens games, Harbaugh, he makes a decision in one second. I mean, there's no flinching. He's aggressive when he has to be. So there's no deficiency there uh there's a reason he's been there as long as he have and you're right he, he surrounds himself with good coordinate coordinators makes the right decision the analytics community loves harbaugh because he just follows the book to a t uh, and uh, you know you expect no less and you're right and really not even always lamar's fault lamar got hurt a little bit in previous seasons and when he was healthy the team surrounding him seemed to be decimated by injuries and they're as healthy as they've been in a long time lamar's been playing as well as he has in a long time and uh, that's why you're seeing the reemergence of potentially this Jackson Mahomes. Um, I can't believe I just said that by accident, but <laughs> Mahomes Jackson <laughs> type of rivalry here. Yeah, I- I'm very excited for this conference championship game. And Wednesday's first media availability of the week. Uh, we'll hear from Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. It's it's an extended look because it is conference championship week. So should have a lot of guys available for you this afternoon on from the podium. So make sure you're on the lookout for that. Uh, expecting to also hear from Chris Jones, Isaiah Pacheco, Justin Reed, handful of guys. So be on the lookout for that later on this afternoon. Make sure you do those those hand warm ups today. We got twenty one pressers coming, so you're gonna get some carpal tunnel potentially here. <laughs> uh, if you don't if you don't stretch those hands, but as you put it up on the podcast channel. Yeah, I, I got uh, like a little wrist brace that I'll I'll put on this afternoon yeah, just to <laughs> just to just to make sure I don't hurt myself trying to uh, turn around all all these press conferences this afternoon, but. Be on the lookout for those on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. As always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. We'll have the updated injury report for you this afternoon at arrowheadpride.com, so make sure you stay locked in there. You can follow Pete on Twitter at PGSween. I'm Steven Serta. That's where you can find me. Uh, we'll have a fresh episode of the Great British Chief Show also coming your way this afternoon, and me and Pete will be back tomorrow morning with an updated injury report on the next edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. Hey there, it's Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride, and I'm excited to announce a new element of the Arrowhead Pride experience for diehard Chiefs fans. It's our brand new newsletter, Arrowhead Pride Premier. It's obviously an exciting time as the Chiefs enter this season, looking to become the first back-to-back Super Bowl champs in nearly 20 years. Arrowhead Pride Premier is a newsletter delivered to your inbox twice a week from me. For $50, you'll get an annual subscription packed with insider coverage from yours truly and new in-depth analysis from voices around Kansas. 
Kansas City. It's all about what I'm seeing and hearing around the team. During the season, we'll deliver a newsletter ahead of each game to get ready for Sunday and a newsletter after each game to unpack exactly what happened. In the offseason, the party won't stop. We'll still be covering the biggest stories and all the offseason's twists and turns will show up in your inbox on a regular basis. Subscribe to Arrowhead Pride premiere today at arrowheadpride.com slash subscribe.